This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are we? I'm good, I'm very, I'm happy Christmas is coming but I absolutely hate the cold so much and it's made me really miserable this week. I can't, I think we should just hibernate. I, I cannot handle being cold. That's my headline news. I was going to say, is there anything you're liking this week or disliking? And you just went straight in. She, Grant is not into the cold. I, I get it. It's so mis- Do you come I, from a warm place? No, I come from Ireland. It's- that's what I thought. I was, I was, I don't want to be American and be like, it was, everywhere in Ireland's cold, but like, isn't everywhere in Ireland cold? It really is. But it shows what optimists we are. We're such an optimistic people that every year we forget how much we hate how cold it is. It's like we forget. And we're so shocked and new when November comes. It's always the same. I th- people go, oh my God, it's very cold. Oh my God. 
God. It's like we've all collectively forgotten winter exists. Oh, that's not just Ireland. That's UK. That's the same thing with uh, the, it, it getting dark early. And everyone, every year is blown. It's, wait, this is it. It's dark. This, every single year they're blown away by it. Every year they're blown away that summer is rubbish. Every year y'all are blown away that it gets dark. Every year you're blown away that your football team sucks. Y'all just never learn anything. It's, 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 it's mental. <laughs> I have been enjoying the Christmassy lights. I, I basically, because I'm just so horrified and insulted by the cold weather, I'm enjoying just being like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the house. I, I'm just I'm refusing to leave the house. I'm making my boyfriend turn on the heating from like three o'clock. And I've got my happy light on from like 11 o'clock. <laughs> Should I be worried, Gronya? <laughs> I feel like stuff's gotten a bit tough for you of late. It's just be prepared. Right. Yeah, you don't have to. I, I'm boggled. My brain is boggled by people willingly leaving the house during these times. See, so I conversely, I have a lot of uh, very, 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 very warm coats that I rarely get to wear. And I've just inherited quite a lot of vintage fur. I make vintage <gasps> fur before anyone gets upset with me. Vintage, which I'm trying to get off my will... hands, actually, because I have too much of it. The animals um, will be dead by now anyway. They're, all, they're all long. These are all from 100 years ago. But I have so many of these vintage fur coats <gasps> that it's very rare I get a chance to wear them. So I, conversely, like you, have been loving the cold <laughs> weather because I'm just out there in like fox one day, rabbit the next <sighs> day, bear one day. None of them are actually bear. But I mean, oh, there's just so much. So I've been, I've been, I've, I'm, you know what I've been, Grania? Too hot, actually. Oh. I've often been a bit too toasty. I've been loving it. I'm seeing, it. is it like, uh, uh, do you ever pair sunglasses with your fur coat? Uh, just a bit and a scarf. Come on. Oh. If you're going to do it, go the whole hog. I've been loving it. I've been having a great time. Chic Elizabeth Taylor fantasy. It really is. It really is. And so what are you, is that what you're loving this week? That's what I've been loving mainly. I've been the opposite of you. I've been loving the cold weather, loving the fur coats. I feel like you should get some, come to my flat. We'll sort it out. We'll talk after the show. Come over, get some of my coats. What have you been hoping to break up with? People who don't like the cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been. I've been, I've been really in, on the same as you. I've been enjoying, I don't know when this will come out way after. Christmas will be a thing of the past by the time this podcast comes out, I bet. But just know, future children, I was also very much enjoying the Christmas cheer. I love I love the lights, I love the presents, I love the movies. I'm into it all. love the music. I'm down with all. I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying December. November's done, so it's a boring month. It's over. Thanksgiving happened. I wasn't really involved in it. I'm in the wrong country. Roll on Christmas. I love it. This is probably too big of a question, but American Christmas, UK Christmas, is there a big difference or do you get snobby? Do you go, well, in America? I don't think there is that big of a difference. And the only big difference is the meal that the um, the Christmas meal in England is such a huge, huge, huge deal for you. It's a big deal in America as well, but nowhere near what it is here. Because, of course, we have Thanksgiving for the big meal. So it's not, lots of families don't even have a meal at Christmas. Whereas here, it's all about the food, which I really, I prefer, I'm putting it out there, I prefer the English Christmas. I'm saying it. It's more boozy, got more food. I love it. Except that y'all don't do cranberry, correct? It should be come out of a tin and it should be like jello. Deal with it, sorry. <laughs> but other than that, and you, and you haven't got pumpkin pie. And Christmas pudding sucks. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I hate Christmas in England. <laughs> That's what I'm hating this week. <laughs> the, the way they were. Well, you know who I am giving a lot of thanks for? Who's that? Here comes the segue of dreams. Is it our, our guest this week? Our amazing guest this week. We are joined by the incredible comedian Sam Lake. 
Hi, Hello. Sam. Hello to you both. How are you? Very We're well, good. thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having had me. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and before we get to your couple, we'd like to just find out with our guests first of all, do you consider yourself a romantic person? Uh, I am married. Ooh. Does that count? Ooh. She has a ring on her finger. <laughs> oh, shit, he's taking and guys. other things. No, it's just a ring. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Um, I think I am. I thought you were alluding to... Yeah, anyway, I thought you were alluding to cock ring. Anyways, go on. Oh, <laughs> that was obvious. Is this an adult... So I didn't, is this an adult... Po- um, well, I've, we said, I've say... said cock ring within 30 seconds, so I think we've... I think that ship is sailing, so it, Sam. So it's... Every, everything's... Get, I can say fucking bugger and whatever. Well, yeah. done, yeah. But I, I would say just let your freak flag fly and then we'll yeah. figure it out in the edit. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's what I would say as well. <laughs> so, anyway, am I romantic? Yes, I love fisting. Um, I, <laughs> I, I would describe myself as romantic because I think the way that I met my husband is quite romantic and our first date that I planned for us is quite romantic. Spell. Oh my god. Um, So you know how every man has their favourite European paddle steamer that's still in operation? It's, of of course, course, every single man. So common, it's like their favourite football team. He really loves, it's called the Waverley, and it's like a paddle boat. You can get it from the Thames to Southend-on-Sea and other exotic hotspots. And uh it was going out of it was going out of service for a bit, so it was the last chance to have a ride on it. So I took him for a ride on the Waverley. And on your first some, date? <laughs> on our first date. Oh well, my te- god. Te- like our first like our first like proper date. We did other stuff bef- before. I'm d- <laughs> I think I get it, Sam. <laughs> Your first daytime, daytime, daytime date. Yeah, date. The, the first time I learned his first name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, first time you saw him in daylight. Yeah, yeah, of course. The first time you were sober, seeing his face. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's always relief. You're like, oh, phew. Oh, that's what it looks like. That's okay, great. Like, we can yeah. work with this. Yeah. <laughs> I wish to see in the back of your head more. So, yeah. <laughs> you have got the positions correct. Well done. Very perceptive of you. <laughs> I know a top when I see him. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, back to romance. <laughs> So what we've done is I've put together a few clues for Chantelle. We are coupled. Oh, See if she geez. can guess. Okay. Again, this was another mammoth couple. Oh my god. Okay, so Chantelle. I'm, oh, I'm especially nervous this week. Okay, go on. <laughs> the year that our dream couple found each other was 2004. Okay. Can okay. you picture it? NASA's rover lands on Mars. George Bush wins his second term in the White House. <laughs> and a little website called Facebook is launched. But that wasn't the only historic event. Because this was the same year a mysterious girl found love. And it was amazing until one of them said, This isn't working. Get me out of here. Peter Andre and Katie Price. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Those were the best clues yet. Those yeah. were the best clues. Like, going, you're fine. You're getting there. Ganya's finally <laughs> working out to actually give me clues about the couple rather than just world events. So, that was great. Very, very well done. Yeah, the minute you said mysterious girl, I was there. I got it. Wow, mm-hmm. what a couple. We're in for a roller coaster, guys. Strap in, we Jesus. Just... Or in Sam's a... case, strap on. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're working with. 
So, so Sam, before yes. we do it, I, I, what we like to do is we like to do a deep dive on the couple's history until that oh, point. Yes, please. Then work through <sighs> the magic when they were together and uh-huh. then after the fall, what happened. So Did they break the up? Mo- I'm just kidding, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, the most obviously important question the world is asking, but what about their star signs? Well, <laughs> Gacy Price, Gemini, Peter Andre, Pisces. Now, I did the, the scientific research. This is sadly a 15% love match. Yikes. Apparently, Gemini wow. have a, a lot of creative potential, but aren't exactly, so remember, this is Katie, but not exactly in search for their one and true love. Yeah. Whereas Pisces only want to be with the love of their life, unless they've had too many disappointments, in which case the Gemini will not find the Pisces attractive. <sighs> Golly, okay, here we go. So they were okay. they were doomed from the beginning. We keep we have a lot of those, I've noticed. <laughs> Seems to be a running theme. So um Katie Price grew up in Brighton. Her father left the family when she was four. Her mother remarried when she was ten. Uh, when she was eighteen, she started her glamour modeling career. Uh, she also around the same time had her first fiance, Gladiator star Warren mm. Furman. They got engaged, but split up after almost two years together. Then she starts dating a little fella. I don't know if you've heard, Dane Bowers. Yep. Another level. The breakup hit her hard. She said, he was the only guy who completely taught me about having your heart broken. So it's around this time where they had the iconic moment, because I think it was around this time, Sam, is this right, where she, Dane was also recording with Victoria Beckham. Victoria Beckham, that's oh, right. Oh, certainly was. You're out, out of, of your, your mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think Victoria and Katie got on well. Oh, they were sworn enemies from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who uh, Katie Price hated more, her or Jodie Marsh. It was tough, because those are her two biggest villains in her life well, Jodie Marsh and Victoria jo- Beckham it was Jodie because glamour modeling rival yep. and then it was uh, Victoria because I think Victoria was jealous of Katie Price's stunning vocal ability who wouldn't be obviously <laughs> who wouldn't it's very Mariah her, Whitney wasn't it her reign oh it very much was <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work out she had a brief fling with Teddy Sheringham mm-hmm. it was just a night out then she got together with Dwight York with him she got pregnant with her first son harvey while she was pregnant with dwight she also mm-hmm. had a brief fling with gareth gates yep i never believed that just putting that out there <laughs> what? What? are no. you are you a, a gareth I'm, a, I'm a gareth gates truther <laughs> 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 I, never, I never believed it what, what do you think of this um do you do you believe in the gareth gates katie price of it all if it were gareth gates now, yes, but Gareth Gates, when he was still on Pop Idol, it, there is there is a stretch to the imagination. Yeah, quite I thought a it was... wide stretch. Yeah. So <laughs> Gareth did say in an interview that he did. He actually lost his virginity to Katie oh, Price. That's what it made it even more unbelievable to me. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> That's like you've never been on a roller coaster and then you go on, like, Nemesis at Alton (laughs) Towers or whatever it is. Right in at the deep end. 
No offense to Katie Price. <laughs> That's going to be... Oh, God, this is going to be a really smutty... I know, this is going to be silly. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's that top energy is I'm bringing. It? I'm so sorry. It really is. It? And we're dealing with Katie... Oh, it's gonna be, there's yeah. going to be a lot of these kind of jokes here. <laughs> After Gareth, she got engaged to businessman Scott Sullivan. And that engagement lasted up until 2004 when she went on a little show called... I'm a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, what's Pete been up to? So Pete, obviously, is Australian. He was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness. At the age of 14, he was runner-up in a Michael Jackson dancing competition. That hasn't aged well. <laughs> <laughs> and he lost out to Wade Robson, who went on to, like, have we his don't own... Need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff happened. That's for a different podcast, I think. We can just just say lost to Wade Robson, and you can just everyone is Wikipedia. Look it up yourself, kids. Right? That's not for this podcast. We can just... So he was sixteen years old. He went on Australian talent show New Faces, and off the back of that, he got a recording contract. So he was bringing out singles, bringing out singles, and then in nineteen ninety six, it was the peak of his career when he reached number one with Mysterious Girl. So he's around 23, he's at the height of his fame, he starts dating a scary spice for a bit, he starts dating Heavenly Denton from the Honeys. He's having a good time. It's all very like smash hit pole winners party vibe. Yeah, That's what I imagine him during this period. Yeah, him just and Patsy Palmer just just (laughs) backstage a smash hit. (laughs) Patsy Palmer. (laughs) Martine McCutcheon closes the night with it was her moment. It's all very that vibe. It's very, it's lots of Huns, isn't it? It's it's like the birth of Huns. The birth of Hundum. Absolutely. So uh, he's having a moment, but then his career... You know, how do you follow up Mysterious Girl? That's going to be, that was his Sergeant Pepper Loney's heart club. It was it's difficult insania. for him. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on, I'm a celebrity, very much as like a retro, trying to get his career back on the tracks. Mm-hmm. And that's when our, our lovers walk onto the stage. So Sam, did you watch I'm a Celebrity or how aware were you of of Katie and Peter during this period. I think I was somewhat aware, but this was back in the days when Katie Price was still going by Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. When she named us. I assume it wasn't after the African nation. She just wanted <laughs> it'd be an interesting cool name. Just a cool fact, name. Was was I'm a celeb where she started rebranding herself as Katie Price. I kind of forget I, when she did it. Well okay because she did it twice because she did it the first time and did okay she didn't win i don't think she won but then the next time she came back and that was to sort of repair her career after Mm -hmm. she was married to alex reed and people put her in every trial possible and then she just left every single yeah that's right every single one and i think in that one she was definitely katie price but i think before that she was just jordan i think you're Um, right because it was jordan and peter andre you're right it was you're right yeah. So I was aware of her. Peter Andre, I can't say I knew at the time because I was so young. Oh, I was no, too young you. to remember. I, th- I, th- I knew Mysterious Girl. Oh, what a school disco bop. Every mm. year you jam out to a bit of Mysterious it Girl. It slaps. It does slap. It slapped before we knew what slapping was. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so I knew both of them. I was more a fan of the show than either of them. But, obviously, the whole storyline of that series was the two of them and then them getting together and then Peter, like, writing Insania in the camp, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> so <laughs> wait, they tried, break to, they tried to convince the British public of that. that you, so break it down. <laughs> break down for our listeners who weren't Insania the first time round. What was Insania? Like, that Mysterious Girl was his only song. I think he had another song afterwards that didn't do as well and i can't all i can remember is that if you watch the video one of his dancers like bends their legs over their own head so that they their head is in their own bum yeah i'm pretty sure this is a peter andre music video otherwise i've I've got i've done my research poorly but he wrote the whole song before he went in and then just like dropped little moments just like god you know being in here it's it's insane isn't it it's like a step above <laughs> insane oh my it's like insane i did not know that he did this <laughs> yeah i didn't know about and he, this and he like i think he i think he got like people to like take pots and pans from around the camp and be like oh yeah Shut you drop you drop me out a beat and i'll sing a melody over the top of this oh yeah and then, like, and then he'd pretend he was making the lyrics yeah, yeah. Oh, the Outback is my lyrics... recording studio. I think he thought the lyrics were like, this is the 90s answer to Imagine. Like, he, I think he really thought these, this song was yep. going to change the world, man. Like, <laughs> he was so proud of himself. I knew that. In all his interviews at the time, he was like, yeah, the song is about like modern life and how crazy it is, man. Like, yeah. He, he, he really thought he'd 1984 it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but people believed him. People believed that he wrote the song in the camp. But, but Peter Andre, so when he goes into the camp, he's all like, lovable, dumb beefcake. That was like yes. his whole persona. And Jordan, That's Katie Jordan's Price. Type. <laughs> That's what she goes for. Yeah. yeah. But she was very much like, you know, like the page three glamour girl who's maybe yeah. a bit more worldly, even though she's younger than he is. So mm-hmm. do you think the fact that he's got this whole single that he's going to slowly, you know, pretend to write in real time, does this show sort of more cunning on his side than really? Like, do, are you more calculating? Are you suggesting that he knew what he was getting into and perhaps a showmance <laughs> maybe translates into some juicy, juicy record sales what if we can't trust insania what can we trust (laughs) (laughs) i think he took one look at her in those bo derrick craze and just thought that's the one for me he couldn't resist her i've you've just reminded me that is definitely what her hair was is that an issue now but I, i remember at the time thinking that was just actually really clever because it just takes the hair issues out of the equation. And in that right. kind of reality show, I was like, that's actually a really... It was the first and last time I thought, God, she's really smart. That's the only thing. That was like, <laughs> that was a really, really good idea. Like, it was a great, great idea in her part. Very or her practical. hairdresser's part, whoever thought of it. Mm-hmm. So w- when you were watching this, were you... Because I watched a few clips before the podcast. And, uh-huh. <sighs> It's fascinating. There seems it's almost like their interactions to get. So she's engaged. She goes into she this. Is. She's engaged. Oh god, I've forgotten that. Yeah, she's yeah. engaged, and she knows what reality. You know how the tabloids and the press will turn on. You know, women on reality shows if it seems like they're cheating on you know boyfriends back at home. Mm-hmm. And apparently, her fiance flew all the way to Australia to like 
have a little chat with her uh, off the back of her flirtation with Peter. So she's under a lot of pressure. But like the way her and Peter interact, it is genuinely like some David Attenborough documentary because they're like <laughs> punching at each other and just being like, ah, 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 and then like pretending to like wrestle for a bit. It's very... Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's a bit of innocent wrestling in the bush, you know. <laughs> I remember in the news, the fiancé going over to Australia and that being like, a, oh, so does this, like, what? what is he going to say? Because I, fe- I feel at the time people did want this romance to work. Yeah, I mean, so it was way, very popular, yeah. Yeah, so in a way, I think people were hoping the, the fiancé hadn't gone over there to, like, try and patch things up. They'd gone over there to be like, ah, you're fine. You yeah. kids have fun. I'll take me and my money or whatever I have that attracted you to me off back to England. <laughs> Which, I first of all, you could have probably saved yourself a flight and just sent her a text. Yeah. Like, once she's out of the truck, just save yourself the trouble. Mm. It's really, I have to say, watching it, it seemed, it was just so sweet and romantic and almost like knowing what was to come, It like I genuinely was like, oh, they just were so cute. It was so, like, teenage disco they everybody was saying used to obviously really like each other and they're like no we don't no we don't and then like play fighting with each other it really reminded me of the big brother series where paul and helen i was just gonna say that the way you were describing it sounds a lot like paul and helen yeah yeah except that in this case she was engaged yeah right and and that was just a beautiful young love between a man and a lady who just really liked lovely people she just really liked blinking, Helen. Yeah. But I love blinking, I do. I know. Um, <laughs> and he lived his life like an international pop star. <laughs> so actually, yeah. there's lots of, it's real, lots of commonalities here. Did they wow. come out of the jungle just immediately be like, yo, what's up? We're a couple now. So, okay, well, well we haven't mm. left the jungle yet. So what I've done is I've got a little bit of the dialogue between katie and peter okay and I thought, since we've got two performers here maybe you could two could act it out hang on a sec i'd love um, to oh this is fun <laughs> okay all yeah. right so this is at the height of the sexual tension oh yeah oh wait, okay sorry okay and yeah, yeah you have to count me into act Grania. okay <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend to be like, ooh, why I? I'm Anton Deck. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Down what in the happened? jungle. <laughs> Are you done being at and Deck? Was that it? <laughs> okay. I think you've got me wrong. You've got to remember, I've got a kid. I'm not going to mess Harvey about. I'm not going to bring any Tom Dick or Harry home, ever. If I like someone, it's full on. I'm an all-or-nothing girl. What do you want? Oh, sorry, I did Katie there instead of Peter. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Yo. There has to be one night while we're here where we can just cuddle, sleep and cuddle. What's wrong with that? There's no harm in that. I've just told you one night... How nice would that be, snuggling up at night? People must know by now. They're not stupid. How do I know it's not a game with you? I'm not going to deny I like you. Why should I deny that? You've told me you feel the same, so I reckon that's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just worried if we stay longer, we're just getting closer and closer to it. We came within a millimetre of it. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was incredible. Shakespearean, honestly. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, 
Peter, I mean, you can see the lyric writer, you know, that was gold. <laughs> that was insania. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> God, these two. Oh. So they leave the camp. She breaks up with her fiance. They're in the, the nation's sweethearts. And then they make a fatal mistake of so, deciding, let's get a camera crew in 24-7. That'll be great. <laughs> a year later, Katie gives birth to their first child together, her second son, Junior. They're mm-hmm. married in September of that year. So they're oh, together yes. in 2004. They're married and have a baby a year later. And don't don't skip past the wedding, Grania, because oh. I think you'll find there was a horse-drawn oh. carriage there. <laughs> what, what was your favourite part of the wedding? I remember the ponies, because there were, not just the horse, but I think the whole wedding had kind of a horsey vibe to yeah, it. She's very, in, yeah, that's her she's vibe. She's super into horses. And uh, I think, I could be making this up, I think that year on Strictly, Strictly Come Dancing, they based some of the costumes the celebrities wore on one of the ponies. <laughs> Iconic. I'm not, Iconic. I don't think I'm making that up. I don't up. want to fact check because I just want to believe that's real. <laughs> Sometimes the truth just has to be entertaining, not yeah. true. <laughs> it was it was in all the magazines. Was it okay? I think it was okay. Yeah, in okay or hello or close. It would have been okay because or... hello, hello does more royals. Okay is like express. That would be more like that's more Katie's vibe. It would be okay magazine. That's I've never vibe. thought of that distinction between the tabloids before. Mm. That's so true. Yeah. David and Victoria, hello. Kate and Pete, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then what I thought was iconic is they even recorded their own single. Yes. To go along Wait. with the wedding. Are you are you talking about when they performed a whole new world? A, a whole yeah. new world. That was for okay, Eurovision, then, wasn't yes. it? Wait, wait, no. that wasn't Eurovision. Of course, Eurovision was separate. What? A yes. whole new world was for the wedding? I thought that was just them doing that. Eurovision, I mean... Uh, that's I do hope we come on to it, but the whole new world was a moment in of itself. It really was. I I am only learning now that that was like a promotional single for the wedding. I thought it was for children <laughs> in need. To promote their wedding. Well, yeah. so, now this is when things get start getting a bit complicated, and this is right. it's when Peter sort of turns his personal life kind of into his career mm-hmm. so before there was this whole like oh it's just like a personal track that they recorded together but then oh well maybe we will release it which i mm-hmm. think is the beginning of the rush i think that was the turning point of when he's when... sort of trying to capitalize off their love instead of just enjoying their innocent love perhaps and so imagine sam it's them at their pump they've just released their cover of a whole new world they're yeah. matching little outfits on the red carpet imagine if you will a time machine we're back in the mid noughties you're hanging out you've got your flip phone a call comes it's Casey and peter they want to arrange a night out how do you imagine that going with me at, I must have been like 13 years old. <laughs> Inappropriate. I would have some questions. I'd probably say yes, I'll do it. But um, if it let, I, I'll assume that I'm of, of legal age. Yeah. Um, Maybe a double I, date night with you and your husband. Okay. If I am not escorted to the front of the house via the horse drawn carriage, 
I'll be disappointed. You can't just like spend that much money on that for just a wedding. You you have to like make full use out of it for mm-hmm. sure. And I know she's got horse she's got horses coming out of her ass. So I would expect that and then we'd we'd bring, we'd be nice. We'd bring like a bottle of, you know, rose proseccos, a fizz of some kind. Bubbles. Uh, a little bit a little bit of bubble, maybe, you know, a bacon rasher, a bag, a fun a family a family size share bag. And then who would I expect to see when I go in? Because I feel like if they invited us over, they would invite other people t- to keep some distance between the two of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, perhaps you've got you've got Katona over by the fireplace. She's enjoying a prawn rink and some food. And then you've got I don't know because Michelle you said Ted- Oh, that is a shout. Yes, <laughs> Michelle Heaton, both of the men from Liberty X, whatever their names are. Yeah, Kim uh, Marsh, she can come down. Ki- Kim Marsh is there. Who what's it what's his what's the name of the judges from Pop Idol who weren't Simon? Do you know who I mean? Like oh. Nikki Nikki Chapman, Nikki Graham? No, Nikki Graham was from Big Brother. But hell, yeah, she Nikki might Chapman. be there as well. Nikki Chapman, DJ Foxy, they would all be there. We'd plonk ourselves down on, let's say, a chaise lounge. Everyone else is on a sectional of some kind. We play some kind of very innocently spirited, get like charades or something. And the first charade will somehow cause a fight between Katie and Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they would be at odds all night. One of them would go up to a bedroom. The other one would try and, like, rally the rest of us to be against the other person. Oh, no. I would love every second of it. Oh, the whole thing would be filmed, of course, as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing would be filmed. So I'd just You'd be talking the camera to the, the whole camera. time. You know, you and Natalie Cassidy giving your view of what's going on <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> giving a rundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sit down next to Natalie. Natalie, how are you? I'm just doing this now. Um, <laughs> then she gets to trump it out, so I was playing that while they're. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, but on his senses, I'm going to play a lesbian. <laughs> what am I like? <laughs> That's a good oh. impression of Natalie Cassidy. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so here is a list of so yeah so the whole new world record two thousand and six so when did they what was the Eurovision I've completely oh, missed that she's so effing pregnant yeah she's like she, about to burst it's mental she's just so plump and like <laughs> so obviously what does she wear for her performance she wears a bright pink like neon pink cat suit. Mm. She doesn't actually go to Eurovision. She comes second in the UK's contest to pick. That's right. She loses, of course, to Javine, the last person to not get into Girls Aloud, <laughs> with the 22nd place song, Touch My Fire. It was the mm-hmm. song of the summer, according <laughs> to me and nobody else. Um, and they had like a rivalry, her and Javine, because Katie was like, I'm famous. And people are going to love this. It's camp. I should be going to Eurovision. And she thought she was going to have an unobstructed journey to Eurovision. It would be, like, part of her, like, musician arc. And then there's Javine, who can actually sing a bit. And also her titty fell out, which didn't hurt. Um, And then, so, they have, like, a rivalry over the radio and stuff. And it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, like, interview Javine on the radio. And she's like, oh, backstage at Eurovision. She wasn't half calling me names. The C mm-hmm. word. Mm. Was that Didn't a duet put... with Peter or just her on her own? No, she's breaking out on her own. Yeah. She's having a solo moment. So, if we're thinking of this from a relationship point of view, so Peter yeah. 
he comes in that's his whole identity he's a singer and now she's mm-hmm. much more famous than he is you know in the uk yep. she's younger she's kind of more like she was kind of of that moment and now she's a singer too do you think that was starting to cause cracks firstly i think calling her a singer <laughs> this might be the first time anyone's ever said that <laughs> even jordan herself has never said that <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, uh, Potentially, yes But it could also be Peter simply didn't want to do Eurovision Mm -hmm. Katie makes more sense for Eurovision Because her on her own Can be very camp and stuff Whereas Peter still thinks he's a serious musician I was just going to say I think Peter takes himself way too seriously To go down to the levels of Eurovision Yeah, he's he's a singer-songwriter That's right I mean, Whereas well this is what they've been doing it's incredible so this is the list of all the reality shows that they filmed in their sh- short but sweet time together yeah katie and peter katie and peter the baby diaries when okay. jordan met peter katie and peter stateside katie and peter the next chapter katie and peter unleashed katie and peter the next chapter down under like, they're only together for four years. And I think you'll find that Katie and Peter stateside was when the cracks really started oh. showing. Oh, I seem to remember yeah. that was the series when they really were like, this is just them fighting on camera. There's like, there's like, there's no love here anymore. They went to America and it just fell apart. Yep. America will do that to America you. America will you, do that, guys. You break America or America breaks That's you. what we do. Deal with it, sucker. That's what America <laughs> said when they left. <laughs> so then it was the very dramatic split where suddenly overnight they split. They've always been very vague about why they actually uh, split up. Hang on a second. Let me. So they announced they're separating in May 2009, September 2009. Mm-hmm. They're officially divorced. Uh, Peter says of it, Katie knows 100% the reason why I left her and I'm 100% sure that what happened definitely did happen. Mm. That's that's all he'll say. Okay. This is, this is my theory. I think, you know, she was sort of like working from a young age. I, th- I think she had a tough early start in life. And I think maybe she didn't have... Uh, I don't know she just sort of struck me as a sort of girl who was a teenager who was very like sexualized. maybe she didn't have the best experience with guys and then you had this brief like summer camp summer love where she got to be like a teenager and it seems so sweet and wholesome and Peter seems so sweet and I think she seems so insecure and so uncomfortable in her skin and he seemed like he wouldn't hurt her I think that's why they worked and then she just sabotaged it. That's what I think happened. Mm. I think she killed someone. (laughs) (laughs) I think she did a murder. (laughs) He's covered it up for her. (laughs) I I actually agree with you. I think that um, she was sexualized from a very young age and she did, this was the thing she did on her own, she did that reality show where she tried to find, like, the next Katie Price. Mm-hmm, I remember that. If yep. you remember, yeah. Which is how we got Ryland Clark O'Neill. F- fun fact. Because he was on that. Um, but, um, yeah, I think she was sexualized from a young age, and so with that when you see her on, like, I'm a Celeb, or when you see her out in the tabloid, she always came off, like, very confident and, like, oh, here are my 
breasts and like and she always used she used to be like to journalists she used to be like very mouthy and stuff and then when she got with peter yeah we all thought oh this is a wonderful relationship and then it ended and then i think when she goes on later in life to alex reed yeah yeah who i don't think was someone who was good for her and then you see her still do, like, reality TV show appearances. She is a bit more defensive and a bit more reserved. She's still, like, very outgoing, but, like, it comes from, like, a different place. I remember when she was on Celebrity Big Brother and she was, like, a lot more... She seemed, like, a lot more meek. She kind well, of like, does the same thing, though. She tends to... Always, all her boyfriends kind of follow this. Even back to Dane Bowers, aside from mm. maybe Dwight York, who hasn't got the best reputation... Um, most of her boyfriends are very similar. That they're all these kind of nice, sweet, kind of like sort of dopey-ish guys mm. who are just kind of like nice and just like oh yeah, and just nice. And then she's kind of like the and they're always like. And all the boyfriends say that when she's Katie, she's lovely, but when Jordan comes out, then she's like a different person, and that's why yeah. I can't handle that so much. And I feel like. Peter was maybe the first one who could handle her as both, maybe because he'd been around that more because he was a bigger celebrity and he kind of equaled her. So he wasn't as starstruck by her, maybe. And then, obviously, I think one time when she was being Jordan, she banged someone else, right? That's what he's insinuating. Let's just say it. That's that's what he's saying that she cheated. (laughs) Allegedly. I mean, that's what what he's insinuating. No, she killed someone. Check under the patio. (laughs) (laughs) But she does this again and again. And that's what's so interesting. She hasn't really... I know you haven't gotten to them like the times afterwards, but she just repeats this process again. She gets these nice, sweet guys. They fall in love with her. They want to marry her immediately. She keeps getting pregnant from them, like in, in the second of meeting oh, them. God, she gets engaged yeah. and then it all falls apart. And then she blames them and says they cheated. They're the asshole and moves on to the next one. And it just happens. Again. And they're all this, it's like they're all these interchangeable boys are all the same. And Peter's just kind of yeah. one of them. He just happens to have lasted the longest and maybe was the best one she had. But I don't know if he's that different to Kieran Haler or. Charles Drury or any of the other guys she's with. You know what I mean? I think these are kind of mm. just similar, do she just keeps doing this? Well, so let's yeah. have a look at what happened next. So they divorce in 2009. Mm-hmm. That same year, she starts dating Alex Reed. They get married the next year in Las Vegas. But then sadly, the next year, they separate. And a year after that, they are divorced in March 2012. Then she meets an Argentinian model that year they get engaged they meet at an elton john's oscar party which makes me feel i think good for you katie that's like i'm glad that you're going to swanky do's like that but sadly (laughs) (laughs) swanky do's swanky do (laughs) they got engaged but then they split and now this is one of my favorite post peace relationships she meets kieran Haler in 2012. So yep. she's, bear in mind, she's never single for long. They get yeah. married a year later. Then they, they're splitting, but then they get back together. They're renewing their vows. And this is my, I think my favorite moment, I think of all time, definitely of this century. At the start of renewing their vows, she plays a video of her revealing that he has cheated on her with her best friend. With her best friend. And it's a whole like character breakdown. She pre-recorded a wedding speech to play for the guests in which she goes into detail about how he has cheated on her. But they still go on with their vows. And yet, despite that, they get divorced. 
So then they went and on with the vows. <laughs> they just carried on. <laughs> yeah, the drama of it to be like, so she's, you know, wherever, like at the altar or wherever it is, they're, renew- they're renewing their vows. And then it's before we start the ceremony, here's a message from me. And it's her saying, yeah, he cheated on me with my best friend. And she went in on the best friends for a, I mean, that was her biggest storyline practically. It was how much she hated her best friend and all the photos she put, she, oh my God. About she was older. And- yep. She was, she really went like personal insult, like you old fat hag, how it was mental how much she went to the best friend. Like she almost blamed the friend way more than she cared about Kieran. Mm. Yeah. Was this, so-, so was this for the TV show? No, this wasn't even filmed. This was just her life. <laughs> this is just her life, man. My God. <laughs> she... I thought this was like Katie Price's, what is it? Katie Price Up the Isle or whatever her reality show was called. Are you, some as a married man, do you regret not using your wedding as a chance to have a, <laughs> a video message at the start just revealing all the terrible things that your future husband has done to you and how yet still you're bravely going ahead with the ceremony? Well, well, as we're speaking, he just popped his head through the door. So I'll say, if I were to make a video like that, I'd have nothing to say. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, I no, that would be so. It would be so cringe and awkward to do something like that. That's why I thought it was. She must have done it for a TV show or something, or at least for like a tabloid headline of some kind, because she knows how to like create drama and yeah. a storyline like that which is the only reason that i think you you would you would do that i know to have it at that moment it's, it was insane i mean it did create that was her tabloid headline for the next year year and a half like yeah. her best friend and him uh-huh. and then he married kieran didn't kieran marry someone else who did she get with after kieran well so she got out she broke up with kieran then she met personal trainer chris oh, boyson pers- chris boyson was one of my favorite i loved the era of katie and chris boy i saw them at thorpe park halloween fright night opening press <laughs> i didn't worry about it just saying and <laughs> they were incredible and yeah i loved when she, that was when she really started just deciding like i'm just gonna date anyone <laughs> she's like oh, I don't know, whatever if they're kind of yeah. a big like hunky dumb dude i'll get involved and date them so Chris Boy- sad- they got engaged but sadly they split up and then and she got with Katie Carl Woods right is now with her new fiance yeah. Carl Woods and they've been up and down they've split up got back together again so by the time this podcast comes out who knows I mean, <laughs> where they will be <laughs> I don't want to say I'm seeing a pattern here <laughs> um <laughs> So things were slightly less chaotic for Pete after the split. So he d- he was dating around a little bit. He was linked to Rebecca Vardy, Casey Bachelor, Ellen Rivas, and he said oh, of, yes. he, he went he enjoyed a four month romance with Ellen Rivas, and he said of her, "She is so classy and beautiful. Just the change I needed after everything that happened mm-hmm. in the last two years." Mm, yes, real big shade that Pete. We get it. <laughs> Yes. But then yep. in 2012, he began a relationship with medical student Emily McDonough. Uh, they got married and they now have two children together. Mm-hmm. How nice. He just went, I think he just needed to calm down. He just wanted, he needed to get out of the celebrity world, I think. So, Sam, all these years later, what do you think mm. is it about Katie and Pete that? you know, is iconic that when, you know, we uh, texted you about this podcast, that why do you think they were the one that popped into your head that you haven't gotten over? 
I think just because of the brand, there was such a brand around them. And if it had just been either of them separately, if the romance had just been a thing and they both pursued their own things, you never really saw them together in, like, real life, then that would have been eh, whatever. But it's that they fused into one, into one, like, sparkly tiara, horse-pulled blob that just became like its own thing and like any time they were on like a chat show or something you would tune in just even if it was a chat show you didn't watch just to see what they would say Do you remember, like when they were on graham norton and they just completely had like a full-on argument even though like i don't know jane duty dench just sat at the end of the red sofa going like who the fuck are these two <laughs> i'm a dame and they're just like fully having on a bust up and then yeah i think it's just it's the imagery they had a very visual memorable relationship and can i guy a piggyback on that i also mm. think a big reason why is because their relationship was happening at the exact same time that the celeb magazine industry just exploded True. that's when you had closer and heat and like five thousand new magazine and now magazine just like so many we had so yeah. many of those options there's about 10 different celeb weeklies and they were on the cover of those all the time so that happened they were they were the british like posh and Bex by this point were kind of gotten too big and we're just kind of stable. That's true. After the Rebecca Luz thing, that was it for them, scandal-wise. And so it was just we had Peter and Katie right when British celebrity culture was just through the roof. So it's yeah. kind of this perfect combination. Do you know what I mean? They were just on the cover of like mm. eight magazines every week and on ITV every night on three different reality they- shows. It was just they were everywhere. They were so open with their lives, which is what led to their demise. <laughs> They were, was maybe, a, they were maybe too open. That's right. They flew too close to the sun. <laughs> it was a throuple and we were all the third person. Oh, oh that's so yes. deep. That's so deep. Yeah, yeah. So what and we Teddy like Sharon. to do is, when you think about, you know, post-breakup and the different journeys they've both been on, of the split, who do you think thrived and who do you think just survived? <sighs> This is an interesting one, actually. Yeah, this is tough because it depends. Like, thrive to me suggests like who left the relationship and was able to still continue their career. And so, I think Katie. I think Katie now ha- is is thriving. I think she's gotten over like a lot of the problematic. I mean, Katie stuff is. That she- Katie is in rehab right now, just saying. (laughs) Which is where we get over things. That's where you learn to thrive. She's focusing on herself. She's had a rough few Um, months of late, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, okay. That has actually put a spin on what I was going to say. I still think the Katie Price train will chug along Mm -hmm. whereas i feel like peter is like pulled into the station he's gotten off the coach he's found his luggage he's got he's got a taxi into city center he's like he's out he's out would you argue sam that would you say that katie's career-wise is thriving but when it comes to a personal life peter's thriving yes i think that's fair also i did not know that was an option (laughs) (laughs) i just made up that option to be honest i was wondering (laughs) because i feel like personally he seems happy but 
he's done what's best for him, even if that means, like, a slightly less, I guess, like, glamorous celebrity life, which is probably what's best. Whereas, yeah, career-wise, the KP is thriving. Katie is... Katie's the winner. Of course. She won. She won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'd like to finish our podcast asking all our guests um, mm-hmm. a very important, profound question. Yeah, can you help us with this one, Sam? Basically, um, as a podcast that's obsessed with romance and finding love amongst celebrities, there was one celebrity female who was unbelievably single at the moment, and we cannot work out why. Okay. What we do know is she needs a very strong, amazing man. We're asking for suggestions from our guests. So. Yeah. Who do you think can live up to the level of dating and being in love with Cher? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) But that's... She is her own man. She's famous... I still think she needs... I, th- I think everyone needs to be loved. <laughs> or it doesn't have to be okay. a man, a person. It doesn't have to be a man. It can be a person. It could be a person. Okay. Right. I I feel like out of respect for Cher, I have to choose someone who fits her criteria, which mm-hmm. I believe are, n- no matter how old she gets, not that she is old, she's timeless. She's timeless. Um, they, her partners have to be under 35. They can't be older than 35. Let's think. Who's who's a young but also she okay, she's got all of the money. She doesn't need money from a man. So she needs someone who is purely just there to satisfy her womanly share needs. Mm-hmm. So she just needs something nice to look at and who doesn't like do a lot of this, a lot of talking. So I guess it would have to be someone like Joey Essex? No. Um... <laughs> I think that is my favourite one so far. Joey Essex! I did not see that coming. I just think, do you know, do you know what? I'm going to stand by it because he would walk in, <laughs> he would walk in to Cher's, like, estate in Malibu and then Cher would be like, oh, who are you? And then Joey would be like, I'm not really sure. And then, he, <laughs> and then she would see that he's got a wristwatch on his ankle in case he ever needs to know the time when he's tying his shoes. I'm not making this up. It's a true story. <laughs> true story. And I think she would just be like, well, mummy's going to have a field day with you. Get upstairs and don't tell anyone about what's about to happen to you. <laughs> I, I see it. I see it happening. How they meet, how they, maybe at Elton John's Elton John's Vanity party. Fair Oscar party. Clearly, yeah. it's, it's clearly where the legends coalesce. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm calling it Cher and Joey Essex. Cher, Cher, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> they could go get Botox together. It would be amazing. Yeah. They really could. They, absolutely, they actually have, like, a lot in common. Um, <laughs> That's a big sentence to say. They have a lot both, in common. They're both human. Yep. And that's that. And so much more. <laughs> oh, Sam, before you go, um, mm. where can we find you? What's where, where can we find you on the internet? Or anywhere? On, oh, well, my current home address <laughs> is... Um, Oscar, uh, Oscar Party, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if anyone listening would like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or 
TikTok, which I guess I do now. Uh, my Instagram handle is Mr. Sam Lake, but Mr. is spelled M-R, not M-I-S-T-E. We'll put, uh, a, we'll put a link. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll if put you a can link put a link. Script. <laughs> people, people read it and go, Mrs. Amlicky? And I go, no, <laughs> Mr. Sam Lake. And I'm too stubborn to change it now. Great Bye. stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, thank Sam. You, you were so such much. a wonderful thank guest. Thank you for having and me. And what an amazing a... celebrity couple. That was a wonderful little walk down 2000 celebrity lane. It was restorative in a way. It really um, was. I had a lovely time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank oh. you both. Thank, thank you. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were.